This week on Retronauts, call now and find out where the sailors hang out. everyone and welcome to retronauts live episode 37 and today's topic is our topic for last week actually lost sega series except this time it is a call-in episode because i know that we left several uh of these famous series unmentioned and i'm sure a lot of you are going to yell at me about that soon but before that let me introduce my awesome cast who do i have to my left ray barnholt awesome what are you up to ray wait who are you first People should know who you are, but just in case. Uh, incredibly struggling writer, uh, you know, from Scroll Magazine as well. I mean, yes. that thing. Scroll.vg, I recommend it highly. Yeah. Awesome magazine. Who else do we have? Okay, Jose Otero from OneUp.com, and I also recommend Scroll.vg. Awesome. Thank you, Jose, for that plug. Did you buy the new one? Silence. I may be buying all three. <laughs> now, now we're on trial. Now we're on yeah, trial. Some trouble. Yeah, some fan base. But okay. all of you can buy Scroll at Scroll.vg. Yes. Anyways, like I said, uh, this week we're talking about Lost Sega series, but before that, I do want to go over some of the retro releases we didn't talk about this year. So, uh, our last few weeks have been a little busy, so I didn't really have a lot of time to go over news and releases and whatnot, so we're going to cover those today before our calls come in. So, I just wanted to go over a few of the past uh, retro releases that have come out in the months of uh, January and late December of last year. So, first, we have the most recent one on the 3DS eShop, and I believe it, the single sole uh, old game release on the 3DS eShop for January is Lock and Chase. For the Game Boy, for the low price of $2.99, and essentially it is a knockoff of Pac-Man that originally was developed for the arcade by Data East in 1981. And uh, based on my research, looking at YouTube videos, reading up on it, it's um, the arcade version is far more blatant in its Pac-Man thievery. The characters basically look like Pac-Man and the ghosts in costumes, as if they are moonlighting... uh, for Lock and Chase, for Data East, yeah. but um, it's a little more complex because it did come, uh, was Pac-Man 80? Yeah. It was exactly a year after Pac-Man, I guess, so there are a few uh, features, like you can you can close doors on, uh, you're basically a bank robber running from cops, and uh, you can close the doors on the cops, and uh, you can, it has the same thing as Pac-Man, where you pick something up and you can knock them out or whatever, but they do regenerate, so... The Game Boy game seems a little more advanced, seeing that it, it's coming nearly 10 years after the fact, but it's still relatively simple. But it looked pretty fun, and the music seemed pretty cool. Who has played Lock and Chase? Either of you guys? Not me. Nope. Jose? No. No. Yeah. This is like a family... It's turning into a family circus cartoon. <laughs> uh, Not I've, me. I've seen it, though. I've seen yeah. it move. Can we... Uh, I haven't played it either. I'm sorry. Can we give a... Uh, 
a uh, some any kind of recommendation for three dollars. What do you think? <laughs> well, put sure, your money to the golly. test. Yeah, yeah. I say go for it because none of us have played it. Why don't you? Yes, I'm sure yeah. there's a review somewhere. I'm sure you can look up YouTube videos of uh, Lock and Chase. But one thing, oh, I'll say this. Oh, actually, I think it, right. it is cheaper than regular Pac-Man for Game Boy on the eShop. Really? Uh, I think they, so. They have regular Pac-Man for Game Boy. Yeah. Damn. So I bet that's what like five ninety nine. <laughs> I think something it is like something that. like that. Okay. Yeah, it is. Cool. Uh, what do you think is a better game? I did, first of all, I didn't know there wow. was a, pa- a Game Boy Pac-Man. How does how does yeah. that hold up to the, all the other nine million translations of Pac-Man? Well, I don't know if I can really give you a good authoritative opinion because I'm kind of sentimental for it in the in the first place because I had it when I was little. Yeah. So, I mean, this cute little Pac-Man game. Most people will just see it and go, "No, screw that," because it's still in black and white and I mean, right. It's <laughs> has this weird sort of display too, where you can choose. There's sort of like a full screen maze, but it's really shrunk. Yeah, but the normal say. game is like way zoomed in. So. Yeah, I was gonna ask like how okay. uh, they so were able to. That, yeah. yeah, because yeah. even the NES game had scrolling, correct? No, it had to. I thought it did. No. Okay. Uh, but the Game Boy does. Ah, <laughs> nice. Well, so pretty much out of necessity. If but... you like the challenge of not uh, knowing what's coming in and out of the tunnels. Go ahead and pick and that up. You can always buy both and then do a snarky vlog about which one's better. Yeah. How, yeah, how well can you tell the ghosts apart on that screen, on the black and white? <laughs> well, you don't really need to. All of their personalities I mean, are so different. You can yeah. easily tell. You can tell. Oh, that one's orange. Okay. Yes. So we also have Final <laughs> Fantasy Origins for the PlayStation. And that took too long. Yes, it did. I can't believe it took that long. But it was uh, in Japan for like years now. Yeah. Hmm. But uh, I'm wondering, uh, this is like one of the 9 billion places you can play Final Fantasy 1 and 2. Um, yeah. What do you think is the definitive version of 1 and 2? We have Origins. We have the PSN release. We have the Game Boy Advance yes, release. Yeah. We have the iPhone. Uh, I'm sure there's like Wonderswan in there somewhere. Right. It all started with Wonderswan, which is when they first remade 1 and 2. Yeah. Then it moved to uh, PS1 and Game Boy, PSP, iOS. Uh, <laughs> where, where else can it go? We're not. We're never going to see the end of Final Fantasy one and two. I guess not. No. Yeah. Uh, um, I guess the definitive one. Well, I, it really depends. I mean, the PSP ones are most technically superior, but they're separate, much uh, like they were originally in Japan. You're right. Yeah. That was a bad move, and that, so, that was like what 2007. Those came out, or some pretty pretty. Uh, close to that. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So on GBA, Dawn of Souls, you can get those in the, on the same cartridge, That's and the right. same with uh, Origins. It's two and one in America because in Japan that was also separate. Um, Can you judge a definitive version by which one had the most playable version of two? I was yes, going to bring that up. I was yeah, going to bring that yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. good. Yeah, point. and I would say the GBA and PSP are pretty much equal. Yeah, okay. I mean, like for that, I don't know if either of you have played through uh, two uh, the Japanese version of two, uh, which is different than the two we got here for the Super Nintendo, which was really for. Mm. I have to say this every time, Foreign just in case disguise. someone does not know. I'm sure <laughs> there's somebody out there. They would not be listening to Retronauts. They didn't hey, know that, someone but... is like, oh my god, I didn't know that. But anyways, uh, they're teaching it in school. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, they're teaching it in schools. <laughs> this, is, this is bad. Uh, anyways, <laughs> they're um, every time two comes out in a new format i always tell myself i'm gonna play through it this is the time i'm gonna play through yeah. it i never do because they never do enough to it to make a playable do you guys agree with me i mean I'm, yeah right. i'm the same way in fact i've probably got i bought it on ios that's how pathetic i am and <laughs> i played it the most on, on ios but then it's just like i can't deal with these touch controls anymore yeah okay for me like, it's I'm fine like, with like a virtual d-pad but when battles it's just like poke uh, poke to the other side poke to the side and so like but uh, the game itself, Ray, uh, is that is that also unappealing to you? Because to me, up to a certain point, 
Like, I think RPGs, uh, when they do a good enough of a job of disguising the pure math behind the the mm-hmm. gameplay, that's what I like. But in Final Fantasy 2, it's like, you can see, like, the numbers flying in front of your face. And, uh, I mean, they're literally flying in front of your face, but you can tell how you're building your character. Like, if I attack this guy, I'll level up my sword, then I'll have to use my magic on this guy. And yeah. it just seems like way too much, I don't know, not so much babysitting. I, I'm really not sure how to describe it, but it just doesn't feel... Um, it just feels like too mathy to me. I don't know. I guess I think the the problem for me is that you just have to pay attention at the beginning <laughs> to like know what you want to do with the characters. Yeah. And just like build them the way you want to or else you'll just kind of end up screwed in the middle half. And this is um part. uh what is it Akit- uh, Akitoshi Kawazu? Is that what's his first name? It's Kawazu, right? Yeah, Akitoshi. Um, Akitoshi Kawazu. Wait. A- no, Akitoshi. Akitoshi Kawazu, yes, sorry. Got it right the first time. Uh, who, after this, went on to do uh, the Saga games, correct? Right. And those are completely his own beast, I think. Yeah. Uh, those are mathy as fuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, you have to be a certain kind of... Okay, I don't want to insult anyone who likes those games, because I don't. But uh, yeah. but he actually helped finish Final Fantasy XII, uh, as far as we know. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, as, like, after, I think everybody did. Yeah, after, <laughs> after whatever happened to Matsuno happened yeah. to him, which we'll never know because I'm sure... But I don't think he had a real big hand in 12. Yeah, I think it was just like tying up it. the... Uh, sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, Romancing Saga on PS2 is good. That's that's it's more more of a normal yeah. RPG. Yeah, I tried playing that. I tried to play every Saga game too uh, whenever they come out, and I just cannot do it. And I wish I could because the people that enjoy them seem to really enjoy them. And I'm I'm like that with certain games where I I don't get why people don't like them and there's clearly reasons why they don't but I'm like completely in love with them so or you don't get why people like them right? what's that in this case you don't get why people like Saga I in a way I do because it it can be really bitchy like Dark Souls you know mm. where everything is like always so hostile towards you but in this case sure. it feels like the the design is hostile not the world okay it feels like the the hostility is coming from the people behind it and I guess in some cases Dark Souls is like that. Because that yeah, game I, has some real dick moves. You're like, that was put there just to screw me. Wow. I would never see it coming. Thanks I think a lot. if the Saga games were more like action RPGs, like Dark Souls, they'd probably, you know, be more appreciated. Hmm. That mm. that could be a good a good place for Maybe. them to go. Like, Maybe in an uh, alternate timeline. What somewhere. was the last Saga game? Was it like the second sure. DS remake? That was, but that was not. Um, oh right, yeah. Yeah. Saga three. I know they made remake two and three for the DS. We never got those, unfortunately. And I bet no. there's probably some fan translation cooking up somewhere for that there because is. I heard those games yes. are really good. There is yeah. actually. And, and yeah. speaking of which, stay tuned uh, to Retronauts blog because I'm going to do start doing some fan translation uh, coverage because it seems like not a lot of people do that. It seems like there's always a blog yeah. that pops up here and there and it just always goes away due to lack of interest or whatever. But there's like one good site, romhacking.net, yeah. and then, and then <laughs> I like them, but they're I don't know if they're that mainstream and their site right. design is kind of freaky, scary, <laughs> has the cool like GeoCities uh, backgrounds and stuff, but right. God bless you guys. We're still doing it. <laughs> I love you. Uh, last release, uh, which actually came out right around Christmas, which is a uh, Klonoa Door to Phantom Mile uh, PlayStation game. Come, uh, f- excuse mm-hmm. me, six dollars. Yeah, this took is, a while. Yeah, that took a long time. Uh, the Wii remake is still pretty good. This right. version I really like a lot, though, and I'm kind of sad that it's out now because I have the um, a hard copy of it, which has only probably gone down in value because of this. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. So damn it. But have we played Klonoa? Can we comment on it? I love it. I, I love the Klonoa games. There's not enough yeah. of them. Uh, Namco sort of... I don't know what they did with Kl- Klonoa. I know there was an RPG. They were doing something for it a while back. I want to say 2008. There was another platformer they were working on. Uh, there's the, there's there was a the two GBA games. Yeah, I think there was a Wii game. The Wii remake. And in between that is Klonoa of, Klono of Volleyball for PS1. Mm, there we go. <laughs> Does anyone remember uh, pre-Wii remake release... 
they had a uh, a weird reimagining of how they wanted the yeah. character to be for United States. Mm-hmm. And uh, can we remember what that looked like? I'm sure I can dig a picture, put it on the blog, but it was just he looked a little more rabbit-like. His, yeah, his yeah. Big ears were more pointed up. No, yeah, they were yeah. more. I guess not rabbit-like. No. Ultimately, though, more like a goddamn it, a fox, I suppose. Yeah. Ultimately, though, they decided to not go in that direction. I'm happy because I don't think. Klonoa's design was the that thing holding been, back people. And that would have been a shitstorm of epic performance. Yeah, and uh, I don't know how much that game sold, the Wii re-release, but I'm guessing not well because that character has died pretty much. Oh, uh, Klonoa's dead? I, I'd assume so. I mean, it's been four years since we've seen any sign of Klonoa life. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if they wheeled him out like in 10 <laughs> years or whatever for something, but it seems like that's uh, another thing that Namco has left behind. When they were uh, doing press demos for the Wii remake, um, the product manager for that game w- was wearing like the Klonoa hat with the fucking ears coming out. Oh, I was wow. like, man, this lady loves this game. Yeah, she was super enthused. That's way cool. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, I, I prefer Klonoa's design in this game to his design in Klonoa 2. Mm. Controversial uh, choice? I don't think so. He's more cat-like in this one. He has, like, yellow eyes. He's also a little more uh, infantile. It, yeah. And he looks his, much younger. Yeah, yeah. And his hat is not on backwards, or maybe it is. I forget. One of them, he has a backwards hat. It feels like two. Yeah. Because he's a little more extreme in that one. He snowboards. <laughs> he, <laughs> That's uh, on the cover, isn't it? Isn't yeah, like yeah, yeah. Snowboarding yeah. or some shit? Yeah. If, if you look, actually, I'll, I'll give this to you guys at home. If you look at the cover of Klonoa 2 and the cover of uh, Disney's Tarzan Unleashed or Untamed. It's like two <laughs> characters in the exact same pose. They're You're both right. boarding on something. It looks like they, one was traced over the other. Yeah. I blogged about this once a long time ago, You're but exactly right. I can probably uh, post the results in the blog. Yes, so those are the three retro releases. And we have Ray Barnhold here today, and apparently Ray has listened to our last episode, uh, so we don't have calls coming in. So in the meantime, I will ask Ray, what is our most glaring oversight, do you think, in last week's uh, Lost Sega Franchises episode that you'd like to bring up? In my opinion, yes. the two biggest ones are Monster World and Toe Jam and Earl. Okay. And Let's, where'd you like to start with this? Oh, gosh. I guess Toe Jam and Earl, because I'm more fond of that okay. as a kid. Please so, explain. Yeah. Toe Jam and Earl started on Genesis. It wasn't exactly made by Sega in Japan or anything. It was a couple of guys who just hatched it from their brains and created this game. It's kind of like a, it's like a top-down action game. It is, I guess now people call it a roguelike because it has a lot of random elements to it, and a lot of uh, procedural type things, and that is true. And uh, but it is fun because Tojam and Earl are these two space aliens who uh, are very influenced by hip hop. They are <laughs> a little too much, <laughs> specifically, uh, you know, the nineteen ninety. Uh, this is like MC Hammer hip hop. It's, like, it's more like the Fat Boys. It's yeah, it's the idea of hip hop in 1990 as envisioned by two white guys who made a Sega uh, game. So yeah. it's like Heavy D things like that. I would yeah, say that's pretty music. close yeah. to what they're trying to do. Yeah, mm-hmm. Earl Earl himself kind of looks like Heavy D. Yep. Yeah, right. yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he just died. Yes. Uh, yeah. Okay. Way to bring the mood. Down I'm sorry. I'm sure. sorry. I just thought we should know. <laughs> thanks. Thanks so much. Earl's namesake. So yeah, they get crash landed on Earth. They're from the planet Funkatron, and they have to. Uh, retrieve the pieces of their ship and collect them in all these stages and avoid all the crazy earthlings like the wacky shopping cart lady and the big fat uh, white trash guy, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. <laughs> and dentists that chase you, right? Yeah, the, and the guy in a carrot costume, dentist. Yeah, um, and they have all these different power ups that you can get uh, in these presents, and those are all like random items that you collect. That's part of what the roguelike uh, analog comes in. Um, but the big, the big. Uh, cool thing is that it's two-player split screen two-player simultaneous so you can 
tool around with her friends, sort of co-op or not co-op, I guess, and just sort of go around and get everything and just find the exit. And uh... Does the screen split uh, after you, like, leave each other behind? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, that's pretty impressive technology mm-hmm. for, what, 1990? Yeah. On the about, Genesis, yeah. yeah. Pretty cool. Genesis could handle it. Uh, what about uh, I've, I've played uh, all of them except for the third game uh, I believe the second one is a little unfairly criticized but based on <laughs> what it is and I think it's still a pretty good game yeah it's not at all the same as the first game though yeah no Panic on Funkatron was the second one and that was where it takes place on their planet now where the Earthlings I guess hitched a ride back so <laughs> now their planet's infested with these aliens I mean Earthlings yeah well they are, are aliens, aliens right. yeah. <laughs> um, but it's yeah it's not a top down roguelikey thing anymore it's a normal 2D platformer um, it still has the same principle of co-op um, you know because the, the levels are actually pretty spacious they are yeah they yeah. remind me of like Yoshi's Island sort of yeah, the, yeah. that size where there's lots of secrets hidden away and lots of places to explore yeah, off probably the even path. more so I would yeah. say yeah because they're just huge they go up and down all around a lot and uh, it looks really good like the sprites are much bigger than the first game, you know. They're, you know, very very nice and detailed. Yeah, it reminds me of like is... um, Earthworm Jim kind of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, probably even bigger sprites than that. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but the game in general is just really colorful because it's like just this super wacky planet of f- funky aliens. And I think you trap the humans in bottles, like very tiny bottles. Uh, yeah. Or jars or something. A little like that. foggy on that. Yeah. But uh, I, I enjoyed it. I think it's it's unfairly criticized. Yeah, it was. But it yeah, but it was kind of a weird way to go. Yeah, the first one, and this was like you know ninety four, ninety five. So. And that brings us to two thousand two, uh, Toji Mineral three. What's the subtitle on that one? Mission, We're sorry, Mission to Earth. Oh, okay. Yes. And uh, I, I used to work with somebody at the uh, the software store I worked at who was way way hyped on that game, like so excited. And I then, don't blame him. And then it came out, and then um, yeah. Yeah. But it was really um, a return to the same sort of game that the first one was, correct? Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and yeah, in that respect, it was, a good, it was a good decision. But the rest of the game just didn't really work out because, you know, the guys who made it just, you know, they hadn't been working on games that, that much. Yeah. And in, in the years uh, between them. So. I heard that they, after uh, Touching Mineral 2, they made educational software. Sure. Yeah. And uh, that's sort of what Ron Gilbert did for a while. Yeah. And then he came back to games, and I guess they did too. I don't know if I don't know what the, where they are now. I don't know if they still own the characters. I believe they do. Okay. Yeah. Because it was they made the company Toadgemerial Productions. I think was the name. Yeah, of you're them. right. You're right. So, yeah, they helped make the third one, and uh, it was uh, still they added the third character. I forget her name. It's something Isha. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a yeah female character, and. Uh, I haven't really played it much either, although I do own it. Um, <laughs> Wait, is it backwards compatible? Do we know that? Uh, no. Okay. I don't think so. Uh, but yeah, apparently they upped the uh, the, the um, stereotypes a bit. Yeah, they did. That's what I heard. Yeah. But I can't, uh, I can't speak to so that. So wait, are they still trapped in the 90s hip-hop scene, or did they, like, grow up? No, they updated their wardrobe a little bit, but I think it's just a bit more racial in general. <laughs> yeah. You know, even MC Hammer tried to change... <laughs> yeah, yeah. He yeah. tried to become a thug. Yes, right. That but no one knew he was a, a Christian. And uh, yes. yeah, mm-hmm. so all that feel good shit. Oh, 
But what, um, happened, what happened? We got to pray just to make it today. Yeah. yeah. And now Tojem are all our priests. You know. Whoa. <laughs> they they sold all their gold chains yeah. and they, uh, they they want to give back to the community. That'd so. be a turn, wouldn't it, if that series just followed MC Hammer's progression? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It would start with uh, them repossessing Tojem and mansion. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for a time, and, Heimer, uh, Hammer tried to be a little, be a little bit more gangsta. Yeah, yeah. 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 That didn't work out. Yeah. And apparently, I just read on the AV Club, they had a, they had a feature about uh, a bunch of uh, records that went platinum. You would never guess uh, yeah. had went platinum. That was one of them. Hammer's Return, uh, his second what? album. His, yeah. His Return album went but platinum? But like, back then, uh, the best based on how the only way you get music existed was buying an album. Yeah. It, does, no. it makes sense. Like, yeah. any any piece of crap could go platinum. I don't know, man. That, and that, now, that, like, that was a complete 180. Like, all that feels... <laughs> forget what I said. I need to make money. Yeah, I yeah. think, and then uh, he was sort of, man, what happened? Now we're, this is retrospective with MC Hammer. <laughs> and he tried to uh, you, sort Toe of General. capitalize off of, hey, one second, he tried to capitalize off of like two live crew and uh, Sir Mix-A-Lot, yeah. and it was, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. his single was called Pumps and a Bump. Yeah, yeah. And I'll let I'm you figure out what that means. Right I'll let you I figure out what that what means. means. All right. Okay. I missed out. Now we take some calls. Hello, you're on Retronauts. Who are you and where are you calling from? Uh, my name is Kevin from Philadelphia. Hey, Kevin, what's up? We are talking about Las Sega franchises, and I am here with Ray Barnhold and Jose Otero. And uh, what do you have to add to the discussion? Uh, well, I mean, I'm a total like Sega fanboy, so when I first heard about this whole like Collins show, I pretty much just like lost my crap. I was like, yeah. <laughs> okay. Finally. And now that you've uh, changed your pants uh, and you're ready to talk to us, how showered, you... hopefully. Yes. Uh, I haven't done any of those things. Yet, okay. So, well, yeah. we we can't we can't smell you, so it's fine. Please, awesome. please, please, let us know. Kevin's in a bus station right now. <laughs> <laughs> He's on his way out here. Uh, please, Kevin, what would you like us to talk about as far as Sega games go? Uh, well, I mean, as far as the franchises that I'd like to see revived at some point. Um, I'd love to see more Fantasy Star games made. Like, I always thought that was, like, one of the most immersive, like, RPG yeah. experiences I've ever gone through on a console system. What, and, uh, um, sorry to interrupt you guys, uh, but what is the most recent Fantasy Star game that has been out online? Was I mean, Universe the last one? Or? PSO2 is coming out. It's coming out, but it's not out yet. Wait, well, um, there was Fantasy Star Portable for PSP, but Monster Hunter Fantasy yeah, Star. Yeah, Portable 2 is the most most recent. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's that right. And yeah. how, how I, I have a feeling that uh, even if you like Fantasy Star Online, you haven't probably liked it for at least a decade. Is that true? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I was also thinking uh, Streets of Rage would be awesome. Uh, yeah. Wasn't there a... Okay, did this actually happen as Streets of Rage for the Saturn? Or was that something that they were planning? There was, I, I uh, just, it's foggy in my mind. There was a really early concept for like the Dreamcast. And mm. it was supposed... Yeah, they were trying all sorts of things. Uh, it was developed by uh, Ancient, I think. Who okay. was Yuzo Koshiro, Koshiro's... Uh, oh, that makes sense. So yeah, they were trying to make it like first person and stuff. But it just it, it, it didn't take. Whoa. So... That could have been another um, Final Fight Streetwise, for all we know. Yeah, by the it time it would come out. Yeah. Um, I'd also love to see like a revamp of a. It's technically not like a direct like Sega franchise, but it's definitely my favorite game like ever of all time, and it was on the Genesis. Was uh, I'd love to see a revamp of Gunstar Heroes. 
Yeah. Oh yeah, actually they they did that with uh, there was a GBA. Uh, yeah. Was that a remake? Was that a sequel? There was what a is sequel. that? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was garbage. Uh oh. Who played it? I didn't play it. Who played it? Uh, Ray or Jose? Did you no. play it? Okay. No, I only played the first okay. Well, Kevin, can you tell us why it was garbage? I'm just curious because it seemed like. Uh, a good idea, but kind of a strange idea to have a, a Gunstar Heroes sequel so late in the game and on the GBA. So what didn't you like about it? Well, I didn't like it because, I mean, it just, like, the original was a lot more, I guess, it just, like, it was lacking, like, the same sort of charm. Like, it was basically sort of like a by-the-numbers, like, hey, we're making a remake of a retro game, get it, sort of thing. You know didn't they I mean? do the same with um, Guardian Heroes? Yeah. There was a GBA yeah. one? sure. And can anyone comment on that that one's quality? That was around the same time too, like two thousand three, two thousand four. Mm-hmm. Did you play that, uh, Kevin? I take it you're probably a fan if if you like Gunstar because a lot you know Treasure guys stick together usually. <laughs> uh, oddly enough, I haven't gotten around to Guardian Heroes yet. Oh, okay. I think you'll yeah. like it a lot. It's uh, it's pretty fun, kind of brainless, but uh, it adds just the right amount of uh, I don't know, extra content to what's basically a Final Fight type brawler. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's on XBLA right now. Oh, it is, yeah. yeah MPSN, wait, MPSN, right? I'm not getting that wrong. Mm. Yeah. Uh, no, Xbox only. Just oh, Xbox, Xbox, yeah. Only? Treasure mm. only works on Xbox. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> if, if I could contribute one last one, I sure. think this would be really cool with like the advances of like gaming technology, especially with like how it seems like we're kind of sort of going towards like a more like immersive 3D era is a uh, space area. Ah, yeah. yeah. Hey. I don't even want to guess how long it's been since the last Space Harrier game. Probably like the Genesis <laughs> no, or something. No, there was Planet Harriers in the arcade. Oh, which no. Which was also, I guess, not that well-received because it was kind of a weird it's reboot. Like uh, late 90s, early 2000s? No, yeah. Oh, like, so we're talking about 3D graphics here. We're talking okay. about like, high-tech at the time. Yeah, like uh, you know, above Dreamcast level. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Whoa. Graphics board. So, yeah, it was like 03, 04. I'll have to look up videos of that. I had no idea. So, Kevin, uh, hopefully that uh, made you happy. Did you know that? Did you know <laughs> no, that there was another not. space area? No, I did not. You may have to fly to Japan to play it, but uh, it'll be worth <laughs> the uh, $3,000. Hey, so, I mean, that, that, that might be a trip well worth it. Yes, we wish you luck in your ventures. Thank you very much, Kevin, for calling in. Appreciate it. Surprised uh, Sega doesn't take the opportunity to do a Space Harrier on like on 3DS, but I think your like your eyes would just explode. From I think it's a good idea though. I don't know if they, I don't know if Space yeah. Harrier has the uh, the the power to draw on people based on its name alone. I think it would have to be like a collection of like like uh, Namco did it, but they didn't do it well. Where they had a lot of uh, arcade games they remade for the was it 3DS or DS? I think it was just DS. Where hey, hey, Namco, Ur- hey Urban Champion doesn't have any cachet, and that happened in 3D. <laughs> well, that was only five dollars. <laughs> yeah, but the, um, that could probably be the same case for Space Harrier. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, uh, like downloadable? Uh, sure. Sorry, right? Yeah, yeah. Are you talking about Pac-Man and Galaga Dimensions? Is that what it is? For was 3DS? that yes, 3DS? That was okay. A package, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Although the Pac-Man CE that was in there, not that cool. I didn't think so. Yeah, Home ver- uh, console version was better. take our next call hello you are on retronauts who are you and where are you calling from hello uh can you guys hear me all right i can hear you fine what's going on all right good my name is ike and i'm from illinois hello ike uh we are talking about lost sega franchises today i'm here with uh, ray barnhold and jose otero and what do you have to add 
Oh, I'm sorry. I said uh, we're here talking about Lost Sega franchises, and what uh, did we miss out on last week that you'd like to hear us talk about? Oh, I, I haven't actually listened to last week yet, but I don't believe you guys have talked about this. I wanted to mention the Fantasy Zone series and the Space Harrier series. Okay, we just talked about uh, Space Harrier, but uh, Fantasy Zone, yeah. uh, what do we have to say about that, Ray? I think you you, you chirped up when yeah. that name came on, so... Uh, it's a it's a good series, good horizontal yeah. shooting series. Kind of, you know, it's like a super cutesy defender in a way. And, yeah, uh, yeah. And is that uh, what what is the famous song from that? And I'll throw it in here. There's a famous uh, is it Opa Opa's theme? Is that just what it's called? Uh, yeah. I okay. Guess so. Yeah. I it's, think so. it's 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 reused in a lot of different um, a lot of different Sega games yeah. here and there. So yeah, Fantasy Zone. What was the last installment of that? Genesis. Uh, that depends on if you count the uh, remake of the second one for the PlayStation Two. Oh yeah, Sega Ages did that, right? Yeah. Yes, it did. Yeah. Well, there was the yeah there was the first Sega Ages remake, which was sort of po- polygonal, and then yeah. later they made the arcade collection. I mean the the, uh, the collection disc, which they also ported Fantasy Zone Two to. Like, they sort of like uh, retrofitted it to like a newer arcade hardware. So what was Fantasy Zone Two? What was that for? That's from Master System. Oh, okay. And so, well, actually, Arcade 2, but it was, like, really, it wasn't that good looking. So they sort of, like, made it look more like the original Fantasy Zone 1, which had better graphics and all that, so a little bit better graphics. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they brought that up to date. So, yeah, you could call that the latest Fantasy Zone. That's uh, the, latest, the latest Fantasy Zone was uh, the PS2 remake of the Master System 1. Is that what it was? Yeah. Okay. okay. I was just trying <laughs> to sorry. figure out, like, I was trying to figure uh, out, like, where the things were connecting, and uh, yeah. I'm sorry. My 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 lame uh, quip was Fancy Zone Two is the latest Fancy Zone, except it's not. So, okay. There you go. I get you. I get you. Are we all settled now? Good. I feel I feel good about this. <laughs> I know I know my Fancy Zone now. So like, uh, did that help you in any way? Do you have anything you want to add? <laughs> Probably. Not. Well, I was just asking, wanted to ask if any of you had uh, played the um, if you if you played the new one, the the remake, and. Uh, I don't know if you wanted. I don't know if you want me to spoil it or not. But when one of the endings, uh, it actually has a connection to Space Harrier. Really? In the ba- in the bad ending for because uh, if you, if you don't fulfill all the conditions for uh, for destroying the, the Dark World bosses, because there's there's two different sets of bosses. There's a uh, the Light World bosses that are a little easier, and the Dark World bosses which are much hard, which are much harder. And uh, if you don't destroy all the Dark World bosses, you get the bad ending. And uh, in the ending, it's all spelled out in text because there's not really they're not really very story heavy games or anything. But um, it describes uh, Uriah the dragon from the white dragon that you ride in Space Harrier in between the, the bonus levels, and Space Harrier having to hunt Opa Opa down after he turns evil. Oh my God, <laughs> that's terrible! Yeah. Wow, uh, that's gonna haunt my nightmares forever, Ike. But I thank you for calling. Okay. All right, Please call again in the future. Yeah. Well, you know when you when you first start Space Harrier goes, "Welcome to the Fantasy Zone." Oh, it does. You're right. Man. Same universe. And there was Space Fantasy Zone, which was completed but not released, which is like a Fantasy Zone with Space Harrier's uh, viewpoint. And this is a Sega product. Yeah, it was actually made for the PC Engine CD. Oh, who who made it? Developed by NEC, I think. Okay. But yeah, Sega licensed it to him, and those jerks never brought it out. You can you can find it. Okay. Internet detectives, go to it. Thank you for calling Retronauts. Who are you and where are you calling from? This is Joe from Milwaukee. Hey, Joe. Uh, uh, I'm here with Jose Otero and Ray Barnhold, and we're talking about Lost Sega franchises. Uh, what do you have to add to the discussion? Well, I don't know how much I have to add to the discussion, because I know you guys have been going for a little while, but has anybody already talked about Streets of Rage? 
Yes, Man. we have have that covered completely, but uh, <laughs> I don't know how thorough we were. What do you have to add to it? I know we talked about a possible, what was it, Dreamcast one that didn't pan out? Yeah. yeah no, but, no, I uh, think you said Saturn. Oh, it was Saturn. Okay. You said Saturn, but it was... Yeah, it's actually Dreamcast, yeah. yeah. I was thinking of Final Fight Streetwise. Uh, but yeah, we, we, uh, we mourned its passing, and uh, it's really great music. <laughs> that is, that, both of those things are true. Uh, yes. Did you discuss the really amazing freeware game that came out at the beginning of last year that was subsequently pulled? Uh, no, uh, maybe Ray can, Ray's nodding his head, Ray, what is, what is, uh, yeah. our caller talking about? Streets of Rage remake, which was, it's just sort of a fan game, it has, it's, it's part, like, remake of the first Streets of Rage, but it has, like, also a bunch of stuff from, uh, all of them, and, yeah, it's super, like, kind of customizable as well, and it's just a fun romp basically <laughs> yeah and i know uh i always i always pimp out a hardcore gaming 101 which is a good uh, a good resource for like retro gaming stuff aside from one up um <laughs> but if you read their article on streets of rage it's pretty interesting i forget which game it was maybe it's all of them but one of the games has a really completely different plot in japanese than in english yeah uh it's like the changes are drastic like it's just a completely different story in general not, not like the story is important in streets of rage but uh, I will have more info on that in the blog post, hopefully. So, yes. Yeah. I'm yeah, sorry I, I if... Uh, oh, go ahead. I, was say, I definitely would recommend the Streets of Rage remake if you can find it. Like, I mean, it got pulled oh, right okay. away. But it, it, it's, I'm sure that it's somewhere. I, I definitely had it posted on Mega Upload, and that's obviously not an option at this point. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure there are places on the internet where you could find it. But Sega, the thing that made me saddest about that is that Sega let the franchise essentially sort of die off and then when somebody made this really great thing that was like hey we love this thing that you made here's another thing like it that's really amazing with tons of options characters all kinds of like wackiness going on Sega's like yeah you're gonna have to take that down yeah I mean they have to protect their uh, intellectual property I'm just I'm just paying lip service to whoever's listening but uh, in that case it all it is, is is like promoting their past work and you know maybe they might want to act on that but uh, obviously they'd rather just sit on you know things people love and uh, destroy people's uh, you know i don't dreams. know yeah sorry destroy people's dreams they're evil yeah. i was about to go off on a rant but uh yeah that's too bad that's too bad i know like uh whenever a fan project gets crushed it's always uh pretty unfortunate because they're always made for the right reasons and i don't think they ever really damage the properties they are you know paying tribute to but, but at least in this case the fan project was done <laughs> yeah yeah in many cases i believe the fan projects don't get canceled people just lose interest and then they're like oh yeah we got a season to assist sorry guys <laughs> well, or they took yeah. my hard drive sorry i can't can't do it it's a but, good excuse but uh, yeah nah. how often does it happen i want the chrono trigger 3d remake someone's got to still be working on it right right <laughs> I hope so. Well, anyways, thank you very much for calling, and we will hear from you again soon, probably. Yeah, absolutely. No doubt. Make fun. Awesome. Thanks. So, wait, can I ask you guys something? Sure. No, I know we've been going back and forth a lot about uh, different Sega like franchises that they've just let sit on the wayside, but is there a, a driving reason why this is happening at Sega? Like, is it just poor management, people not keeping their jobs very long? <sighs> so, you know, somebody key getting let go every couple of like months or something? Like, what is it specifically that causes this in I their case? I think, okay, this is my theory. Yeah. Uh, Sega of America and Sega of Japan were basically two different companies. Well, this is not a theory, this is the truth. Two different companies with their own agendas, often at odds with each other, uh, each deciding their own company's fate in their own territories without any real communication, and what communication they had was poor. Is that correct, for the most part? That's a lot of the reason why Sega is uh, where they are now? 
Okay. So it's more correct than not, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just that. I'm sure that I'm sure it's much more complicated than that. But based on what I heard, you know, about Sega's um, history, it seems like there was just not a lot of communication going on. Whereas Nintendo, Japan seemed to have a really tight grip of control over everything. Like, so they controlled the marketing. They controlled, you know, um, <coughs> what games are coming out when. And to me, I think having that singular vision maybe called maybe caused some like unfair business practices, which it did. But it also caused a lot of the properties that we're most familiar with, like Mario, Zelda, etc., to be what they are. You know, instead of just you know moving on to the next thing, like okay, Alex Kidd didn't work, let's do this, or this didn't work, let's move on. Even like freaking Kid Icarus is back, and he yeah. might as well be Alex Kidd for all you know for all Nintendo's history cares. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, sorry. Uh, like, did we have uh, Jose brought up the question? Yeah, do you guys have anything to yeah, comment on this? Ray, you got anything? To add That's just my that? take. <laughs> No, I, I don't really have a leading theory or anything, but, you know, with some of these franchises, like Streets of Rage, for example, it's not like they died for any unique reason to that, I think, because it died alongside with the final fight, and it died with Double Dragon, and it's like... Yeah, I mean, the, I guess a, that the genre just, died, Yeah, a lot too. of it was just, you know, natural selection. It okay. could be that Sega just picked franchises that were either fated to die, or they started franchises that weren't long-lasting, like Seaman or Shenmue right. or whatever. Yeah. Like other people did that, those ideas better, but their narrow idea of what that genre should be was not successful. So, yeah, that's that's my take on it. Let's take a call. Hello, you're on Retronauts. Who are you and where are you calling from? John uh, from Philly. Hey, John, what's up? How much, guys? Um, I'm just calling a little late, so um, Master System, right? Uh, no, we are talking about... Uh, actually, Master System, Master System could fit into this. We're talking about Lost Sega franchises, so... Do you have um, any in mind? Uh, we talked about a lot of a lot of franchises so far, like Streets of Rage, Space Channel, Monster World, Toji and Earl. I'm running out of my 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 memory. We didn't train talk enough about Monster World, so well, know, that's that's the whole podcast for I, Monster I'm World, just in my saying, opinion. If John wants to bring it up. Yes. So, John, <laughs> what would you like to bring up? I guess this was part two then of the previous podcast. Yeah, we're continuing it uh, in a call-in form because I we only had time to cover three franchises, and I know a lot of people were complaining and contributing their ideas for things that we skipped. So, ah, wow, man, um, I came in with all sorts of master system knowledge. You may you may share your master system knowledge. I mean, uh, you <laughs> called in. We'd like to hear. So, what, what would you like to discuss? I don't know. I'll go from Lost Sega. I mean, uh, have you guys discussed Shining Force at all? Uh, no. And actually, no, yeah. that's a good that's a good uh, one to bring up. What can you tell us about that, John? Um, I remember it was probably one of the first strategy RPGs I played. That actually, um, actually, probably the only strategy RPG I played at the time. <laughs> um, and it was just like just grabbed me by the reins when I first played it. I was like totally enthralled with it. And since then, I've always had like these strategy RPG bugs because of that. Yeah, I think that was the first one for me, and I mean, you said it was for you, and I, I assume it was for a lot of people, because there was that type of game like that that existed before, but I think the mechanics in uh, Shining Force were so straightforward and easy to understand that it helped a lot of people jump on board that sort of game. I mean, like, Herzog's Vi 
was a strategy RPG, right? And military madness, but I think they were a little too convoluted for, you know, our understanding of what the games were supposed to be at the time. But I think Shining Force was a little more straightforward. That's just my theory. Yeah, and I think the only one that was, um, was Landstalker actually a Sega franchise, or was that... Ooh, um, good question. Yeah, I will, pretty much. Is that Camelot as well? No, that was uh, uh, Climax Graphics. Right, right. Uh, and was there a sequel? Was there, like, was it was Lady Stalker a there thing? Was, yeah, Lady Stalker for Super Famicom, actually, so... Yeah. Technically not Sega, but also, like, they also made uh, Dark Savior for Saturn, which mm. was uh, pretty similar to that. So. Did Lady Stalker... Th- that did not come out here, right? No. Okay, yeah. <laughs> If it did, it wouldn't be called that. I would hope not. Especially that was the era of the Night Stalker, I think. The serial killer. So, (laughs) a little too close uh, for comfort there. Uh, So, John, can you add anything to Shining Force? I mean, have you played three? That's the one I haven't played. And I'm I'm very upset about that because I I know it has horrendous voice acting and I've heard it. But um, I trust Camelot, at least up to that point, I trusted them. And all the Shining Force games since then have been just very confused and... um, just very, very low budget and just like cheap and not very good, interesting. So, I don't know if yeah, you have anything I mean, to add on that. I played one and two, and I've had the horrible experience of playing the Game Gear one, mm. <laughs> uh, which was basically had all the strategy RPG elements, totally nothing in between them. It was just one. That's right. After another, after another, after another. And I believe the Sega CD uh, game was uh, basically two of the Game Gear games like smashed together. Is that correct? Uh, I'm looking really at people. I'm trying to think. I, I don't remember it being that. Okay, I, I, I believe it is, but I could be wrong. But I, I think the Sega CD, uh, it was like Shining Force CD that came mm-hmm. out for the Sega CD. Right. And I believe it is like the existing Game Gear game and maybe another one that didn't come out here, like put together in one package. But uh, I, I, I think you guys are right. Okay. I will, I will look this up and uh, comment it on the blog. Alright, so you guys definitely do Master System next week, though? Uh, that, was, uh, that was only part of our Retronauts lunch breaks, which was uh, last week. Uh, we, if you want a Master System episode, go back in time five years because that was the uh, that was the last one. I think it was like episode eleven or something. But uh, yeah. Uh, no problem. All right, cool. Well, thanks, guys. Great podcast. Yeah, thanks a lot. Bye. Uh, later, bye. He really wanted to talk about the Master System. <sighs> yeah. <sighs> Sorry. I, I bet somebody's happy to hear that. <laughs> should like, have, he should have mentioned something else other than Nouns Kid. I mean, I mean, we did talk about that. Yeah. But, I mean, there were Master System games that were well loved on on, on there. That, that is from true. Sega, Ken Seiden, I'm thinking of. Psycho Fox. Uh, Psycho Fox. Dynamite Duck. Dun- yeah, Ducks. Oh, Dynamite Ducks. <laughs> Plural. D-U-X. No. Yeah, actually. D-U-X. I can't explain that. Thank you for calling Retronauts. Who are you and where are you calling from? I'm Brett from Mississippi. Hello, Brett. Is I it know, Brett? Yes. Okay, cool. Oh, you have called before. I think I recognize yeah. you. So please, Brett, we're talking about Sega, uh, Lost Sega franchises. What would you like to bring up? Uh, who Has anyone brought up Space Channel 5? We yeah. have, unfortunately. Uh, a, lot, a lot of Gunstar Heroes. Oh, yes, we have. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> well, you are calling uh, kind of late in the game, but if you'd like to add your comments on either of those, we will happily accept them. I just miss Space Channel 5. I think we all do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, tell me, Brett, have you played the the sequel that most people really don't know about? I I never had a PS2, but I saw like the videos of it, like basically start to finish. Okay, cool. Yeah, uh, it's uh, if you like playing the first one, um, you'll love the second one because it's a much more refined experience. And if you actually have a PC, Ray was just telling us that it's available on Steam now. Yeah, it's part of the downloadable ones with. Uh on xbox 2 and psn yeah so. and it's probably um it's on psn 
Mm-hmm. I, yeah. Okay. So, uh, Brett, if you have any of these consoles or a PC, you can easily play Space Channel 5 Part 2. I, I just missed the style, just how upbeat and colorful it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was really part of uh, an era that Sega was uh, sort of embracing. Yeah, I don't know. It feels sci-fi like, mod style. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. Like, I, I don't. I didn't see. I didn't. That game didn't really feel like uh, super Japanese to me. But um, I think the Dreamcast was of really? that era. It was basically a Pizzicato Five video. <laughs> uh, that is true. That is true. Like the style to me wasn't anime. It was more like what you guys were talking about. The more of the mod style. More yeah. of like maybe influenced by like Austin Powers coming out a few years earlier. But to me, like the Dreamcast felt like it was embracing the sort of uh, Japanese uh, art and design where I think uh, it feels like there were a lot more Japanophiles around that time than there are now. Uh, is yeah, that just and like Dreamcast was the home for all of them? Like, is this a bad shit insane theory or is this true? I, I don't know. I think I, I feel like there were more Japanophiles at that point, at least in the video game, like video game consumers. Or maybe they're just more consumers now. The amount of Japanophiles has never, you know, gone up or down, but there's just more people buying games. I, I think that when the Dreamcast died, it, that just took all the wind out of Sega. Just all yeah. that colorful whimsy. Well, it, it took all the cash out of Sega, which <laughs> didn't help. But uh, Maybe yeah. Maybe creativity, too. Yeah, like when. Uh, it's arguable. Like when. What was the last, like, really interesting Sega game um, you guys have seen? For me, it was probably. Sky, wait, not Skies of Arcadia, sorry. Um, Valkyria Chronicles. Yeah, you're gonna, I figured yeah. you'd say that. I think for me it's Rhythm Thief, but it's not out yet. But I'm yeah. super excited just from what I've seen so far. Even that, like, I like Rhythm Thief, but even then, the uh, art design, like, the art style seems very conservative. Mm-hmm. It just is, like, straight it is, up, it's it just, like, strange, anime yeah. I just like the setting. I mean, I want to see how, how they explore that. Yeah, I know. I like, like the game a lot. I like yeah, it a lot. Yeah, I agree. Ray, uh-huh. what do you think? Uh, Yakuza. Like Ooh, Yakuza, okay. Yeah, okay. I, I guess I guess Yakuza feels like the one franchise that Sega hasn't dropped and um, the one that they're putting a lot of their creative talent into. Although of and the end, I mean, really? Wait, what, what is that? The last, what the last one's called? The the zombie one. Yeah, right. Dead Souls over here. Dead yeah. Souls over here. That's Do not right. confuse with Dark Souls yeah. or Demon Souls. No, completely uh, not related at all. My last great Sega game was Bayonetta. Bayonetta. Hey, which is another game. That what, where's yeah. the sequel, man? Where's the sequel? <laughs> to me, I, I, like, I, I don't, think it's in order. I don't consider you that... You don't think it's going to happen? No, I think it does. Oh, okay, okay well, cool. Rather. I don't consider that a Sega game, though, because it just they're just the publisher on that. It, I mean, that's Platinum. That's still there. Well, it's still theirs, though, right? I mean, they, uh, that's their IP, right? Well, Yakuza is internally developed. Uh, I don't want to split yeah, hairs, yeah, yeah. but like so Platinum, course, Platinum course. is not always going to be published by Sega, right? Yes, Like uh, what is Bayonetta will. What is Max Anarchy... Uh, uh, that is Anarchy Reigns. Oh shit! Yeah, uh, that is, that. Is, is that on Sega? Uh, I that, think so. I believe okay. so. Yeah, Sega's published. Sorry, that. I feel like yeah. this conversation happened uh, two decades ago. I just I said, "Is that on Sega?" <laughs> and uh, people answered me. Yes, it does. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey Brett, uh, thanks for calling. Do you have anything else you want to add? Bayonetta two. Bayonetta two. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I totally agree. Bayonetta is awesome, and it's uh, an amazing game. Thank you very much, Brett. I appreciate your good uh-huh. taste. More partial to Vanquish. Vanquish is also is cool. Is that going to get a sequel? I don't know. That's no. that undersold. Bayonetta like, will. Yeah, Bayonetta <laughs> yeah. will. Vanquish won't. And that's a shame because I like Vanquish. We seem also. pretty definite on this. <laughs> Who knows somebody? Uh, no. Kamiya staying at my house. I, I know nothing. Came okay. over, did the cat pose. No. <laughs> I know nothing. Yeah. Vanquish was cool. Yeah, Vanquish um, was very cool. I did not care for the, I guess, the world. But the yeah, mechanics were way awesome. The, the female president. Wait, was it Hillary? She looked just like Hillary Clinton. What's um, with Sega published games and like uh, <laughs> political figures? The well, didn't they, they destroy uh, San Francisco? They in, do. In, uh, right, yeah, the minute the game starts. Yeah, yeah so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I only just moved here not too long ago, so it didn't affect me yeah. as much. But uh, yeah. yeah. 
Vanquish. Well, the Yakuza team is making Binary Domain. That's right. That's them. Yeah. Which looks yeah. like a, I don't know, half-baked Vanquish to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, that's yes. coming out soon, and, and mm-hmm. it looks like it's coming out too soon, based on what I've heard about it. Yeah. Scooter yeah. said there's a button to check a girl's butt out in that game. Oh, I'm not oh no. yeah. No. Uh, isn't a lot of that game like your, com- like your camaraderie? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Isn't a lot of that game you're like your camaraderie with your squad mm-hmm. or something? I don't yeah. know. And it's like it's like a mecha Resident Evil to Snatcher. me, but without the creepiness. Oh yeah. shit! I said Michigan. That made me think of Grasshopper, who made the Shiny Soul games. Oh yeah, which yeah. Is, I heard those are the good Shining um, offshoots. Shining uh, Soul one and two. Yeah. Like Shiny Soul two. Like there's Shining so. Force Exa, Shining Force Feather, Shining Force something. They're those all those are okay, but you really have to have a high tolerance for anime stuff yeah i know i think they hired a lot of like uh porn artists to work on those games there is it's one porn, one artist, porn artist yes. okay tony talking i mean how many porn artists are there uh, probably a lot i don't hey look yeah tony taka we should shame on you if you're good at drawing you're... titties I mean, <laughs> i'm not gonna shining force does not seem like the place you go for that though but maybe they're trying to change it yeah Cater to a new audience. Well, it looks like our phone calls have dried up that's cool i think we've covered everything anything else you guys think we've left what, uh, what? I was going to say Astol for Saturn. Is that Good. a series? Is that just one game? It's one game. Okay. Um, but uh, also at the beginning, I said, you know, the arcade racers in general, I wish would sort of rise up a bit. Especially stuff like the motorcycle ones, like Manx TT. I mm. wish that came back. Obviously, Daytona was re-released recently. And Sega Rally just sort of floats around every now and then. But... You know, I like those old games. How'd you, how'd you like Daytona? I was kind of hoping for the Saturn uh, music myself. Like, it was kind of a bummer to go back down to what it used to sound like. Couldn't you switch it? Could you? I didn't find it. I don't. I didn't no. have I the game. I don't remember. It. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm I gonna lo- check. No, I loved it. You should, yeah. Everybody should get that. No, everybody should. Yeah. And you know, while you're at it, get Afterburner Climax. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. I want to see the return of the Buster Brothers. <laughs> really? What are those crazy kooks up to? Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> yes so i yeah. guess uh we're gonna wrap up here let's go over our contact info please contact us at retronauts on twitter and you guys please give out your twitter accounts mine is bob servo b-o-b-s-e-r-v-o ray mine is rdb underscore a-a-a jose uh, jose underscore otero Thank j-o-s-c you. underscore o-t o-t-e-r-o awesome is that, is that all the same one <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay uh please subscribe to our blog it's uh, retronauts.com though not how you think it's spelled in this case it's r-e-t-r-o-k-n-o-t-s.com think boy scouts yes i post a blog post for every episode that lets you know all the cool music i use and it also lets you know uh, more info on if topics we talk about and there are other blog posts that are unrelated to the episode so please subscribe to the blog and Check out Retronauts Lunch Break every weekday. Uh, This week, it's all at 1 p.m., but it's usually going to be at noon. Uh, PST, we're going to play 20 minutes of a classic game and also field your questions and comments through Twitter. So that's every weekday. And please check the front page of the site for that. And also, as always, please uh, review and rate the show on iTunes. It uh, helps us a lot. And please keep the reviews coming, and I appreciate it very much. So, you guys have any plugs? I will just say read one up forever. Uh, take every other website off of your bookmarks and just keep refreshing. <laughs> Anybody else? Well, as we actually, this was plugged at the top of the show, but oh, you go right. ahead and read my magazine, Scroll. Uh, issue 4 just came out. It's on the unknown Xbox, a bunch of Japanese Xbox history stuff. Some Sega games in there as well. Some Sega games in the last issue, too. It's a cute issue. Way cool. And that's av- available digitally 
Mm-hmm. And, and it starts in at paper $5. format. That's awesome. Yeah, $5 that's for right. PDF. Yes. Jose, what are you working on? Uh, well, does it have to be plugging me? It could plug you anything. could plug whatever you want. Yeah, Say, okay, you so, should read the Bible. Uh, yeah. You should read the Bible. No, you shouldn't, <laughs> but you should probably read Scroll. You should You should definitely read Scroll. You should definitely read one up. And uh, you should probably check out GameSpite, uh, which I have nothing to do with. But if you're listening to Retronauts, that's probably a place for you. Yeah, totally agree. And uh, most Retronauts listeners probably already know about that. But uh, if you don't, check it out. Way yeah. awesome site. Lots of great writers. And it's headed by our own Jeremy Parrish, mm-hmm. who is not here this week. So... Thanks a lot, and we will see you guys next week. Oh, tempo!